This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Tonight on Huckabee, Tennessee Congressman Chuck Fleischman, the up-close magic of Stephen Brundage. Hero Cherie Wooten and country singer songwriter Jimmy Wayne. That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike They wondered how long I was going to hold them with that note. Hey, we're going to begin tonight with a tribute to a true pioneer in Christian television, Pat Robertson. He just announced his retirement from CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network, after 60 years at the helm. Now, Pat blazed trails not only in creating a network of wholesome Christian content, but engaging Christians in civic involvement. A loving and warm-hearted man. He was a lawyer, a businessman, founder of a prestigious Christian university, Regent University, as well as its law school, and he was a former candidate for president. If ever a man earned retirement, Pat Robertson is that man. His love for Christ is authentic and contagious. Our network, Trinity Broadcasting Network, TBN, and CBN were sometimes called competitors by secular media who never understood that CBN and TBN were not competitors, but friends and family, both on a mission to use television to encourage believers and to reach those who haven't yet heard the gospel. We offer our best wishes to a friend and visionary, Pat Robertson, for all the days ahead, which we know will be anything but idle. That's for sure. Now, some of you probably are old enough to remember when no one decorated or even talked about Christmas until after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And then, then we'd focus on Christmas, but then it started happening before Thanksgiving. And then it started happening around Halloween. Now, thanks to Joe Biden and the Democrats, we have Christmas in October. Yep. <laughs> That's right, the House Democrats have all relocated to the North Pole. And they are wearing elf costumes and busy getting ready to deliver to you, the American suckers, uh, 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 the American people, a sack full of surprises. Yep, this year, expect to be promised free college, free childcare, free healthcare, free food, free housing, free entertainment. You'll get guaranteed income, free housing, from which you cannot be evicted even if you never pay your rent, and free transportation. And according to President Biden, it won't cost you a penny. 
It's all going to be delivered at no cost because he's going to raise taxes to pay for it. Now, it's some pretty strange math to pay for over $6 trillion of stuff at no cost. But then if you believe that, and you believe that it can be and will be, you probably believe that we have our southern border under control. (laughs) You probably believe that COVID will kill you in a football stadium, but not if you're rioting and burning a federal courthouse or a police station. You probably believe that we had a flawless exit from Afghanistan, that we didn't leave anybody behind, and that we've even lowered the cost of gasoline and groceries despite what your checkbook tells you. Hey, please remember that government doesn't have its own money. It only has what it takes from you or those around you. And the questions you should always ask are these. Number one, is what the government is promising a job they're supposed to be doing in the first place? And number two, are you willing to have the government take the money that you worked for and spend it for you because they're going to be better managers of your money than you ever will. Now, Joe Biden thinks if he takes money out of your pocket to pay for what he claims are his gifts to you, it won't cost anything because he'll pay for it, even if he pays for it with your money. Now, is that the way your house payment works? You pay the mortgage for 30 years, and praise the Lord, it didn't cost you a dime because it was paid for. Huh? I hear politicians talk about how they're going to make investments for your future. You better run like your shoes are on fire. Because when they say invest, what they mean is spend. But I like the technique. Never again will I tell my wife I'm going to spend money on a guitar or a gun. I'm simply going to be saying, hey, I'm going to make an investment in a guitar and a gun. And it won't cost one red cent because it'll be paid for. It's free. (laughs) Look, I think this plan can work for a lot of things. You can just say, your dog didn't pee on your carpet. He just made an investment. (laughs) Perfect, right? The only thing I kind of worry more than that about the government lying to me and telling me they're going to give me free stuff is that apparently a lot of Americans actually believe this. Write this down if you need to. Government can't and won't give you a thing that didn't cost you and your neighbors the full price. And if you believe in Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny, hey, you're going to love Joe Biden because he's telling you that he's ready to give you a bunch of free stuff and it won't cost you a thing. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now, a trillion is an enormous amount. It's very difficult to picture. So allow me to put it into terms that may put the magnitude of that number into perspective. If you were to line up one trillion $1 bills end to end, they would reach into the sky and all the way to the moon and back over 202 times. That's a trillion. That's a lot. But maybe that's still a little too abstract. So let me put it another way. Here's what we're going to take a look at. All right. Suppose, for example, and let's just pretend that this little gel bead, it's a slippery little rascal, let's pretend that this equals $1 billion, okay? 
one billion, just one bean, a billion. Right here in this little bitty bowl, uh, maybe we can get a shot of it. There you go. That's how much Trump's border wall would have cost, 11 billion. And the Democrats lamented that as being far too expensive to the taxpayer. So 11 beads, 11 billion, way too expensive. There we go. Put them in there. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. A billion is a lot of money. I mean, it's really a lot of money. But this is what the more progressive wing of Joe Biden's party is insisting on spending right now. For example, this would be representing $6.2 trillion. That may seem like an absurd amount of money, but I want to explain to you this is just 6.2. Oh, that's, here's more. Here's some more for 6.2. Now, each one of these represents a billion dollars. So we've got to put all those in there to get to it. That's the spending bill, what I just poured in there. All those little gel beads. But what's make this spending bill particularly egregious is that it is on top of the national debt. How much is that? It's 23 trillion. So let's dump that in there. Oh. Now we're getting some beads. Yes, indeed. But wait, as they say on TV, there's more. To get to 23 trillion, we've got to put some more in there. In fact, we've got to put some more in there to get to 23 trillion. Keith, don't eat these. Still more. To get to all these, to get to 23 trillion? Are you starting to see the problem here? I'm going to run out of space. Here we go. Up, oh, they're going everywhere. This is our national debt right here. Remember, we started out with a few billion. What we have in there? That's 20, total $28 trillion of the deficit if we pass all those bills. Now, when the government tells you they're going to spend a trillion dollars, it ain't little. It's a lot. And I hope you'll realize that the cost is not zero. As soon as we pay all this back, it's going to be pretty tough. Unfortunately, the rate we're going will never pay off the debt because too many Democrats will never stop pushing asinine spending bills as long as they can use your money to buy your votes. Now, my first guest tonight understands the need to stop out-of-control spending. He believes in voting against trillion-dollar spending bills, like the one that Congress is considering, and not by raising the debt ceiling. He says these things are eating up the paychecks of hardworking Americans with runaway inflation. I recently got the chance to speak earlier with Congressman Chuck Fleischman, a Republican representing the great state of Tennessee. He has and will continue to stand up against the radical tax and spend agenda of Washington. Congressman, welcome back. I'm certainly happy to have you. And I know that you are busy in Washington trying to build a, a different kind of wall, a wall against crazy spending. What's going on in DC right now? Uh, there is chaos 
on every front with the Biden administration. The fiscal policy is a wreck. Uh, their foreign policy is a wreck. This infrastructure bill or bills that they're proposing continue to fall apart. The big fear on the part of Republicans such as myself for fiscally responsible, and I think what the American people should be concerned about, is we certainly hope that the Democrats don't put together out of this chaotic puzzle some type of a bad deal and cram it down the throats of hardworking Americans on a legislative agenda. It's there, wrong, it's out of control, uh, it's the worst I've ever seen it. Suppose that they can get everybody, uh, basically their arms twisted and are broken to get them to vote for it. It's still gonna have a hard go in the Senate because even a couple of Democrat senators are not gung-ho about this much spending. Should we still be afraid that they might ram this well, through in spite of that? Absolutely. The tragic triumvirate of Pelosi, Biden, and Schumer uh, have an agenda. And that agenda is certainly not good for the United States of America domestically or on the foreign policy front. We've seen that from the inception of this administration. We've got to be concerned because basically Republicans just don't have the votes. We've been very fortunate in the Senate that Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema have tried to hold the line. Now, they are not Republicans. They don't share our great conservative views, but they don't share the outright, totally ridiculous views of the radical left. What is in this spending bill that the citizens sitting at home watching TV or sitting around their kitchen table, what do they ought to be concerned about that is in this bill specifically, Congressman? Well, unfortunately, Mike, there are several bills. The first bill, which they're trying to call the bipartisan bill, is basically funded by gimmicks. When we talk about infrastructure, a third grader could define infrastructure as roads, as bridges, as airports, and be very content with that, and I think the American people would. Uh, an infrastructure bill is not a social justice bill. Uh, I don't like the Democrats' social justice agenda and their bloated spending agenda, but call it for what it is. They keep changing the narrative. Uh, when you look at the funding mechanisms in the first bill, it's a gimmick. They're talking about using unused COVID funds and things like that. When you look at the second bill that they're trying to tie together, the American people need to understand this. This smaller bill, the $1.2 trillion, they want to tie, radical progressives want to tie it to the $3.5 trillion infrastructure social spending bill that has horrible tax increases, very bad tax consequences for hardworking Americans. They're trying to reverse piece by piece the strong, great agenda that President Trump had put forth and successfully uh, did when he governed this country. Both the president and Nancy Pelosi have said that these bills cost zero because they're going to be paid for. Now, that's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. So explain to us how this could be trillions of dollars of expenditure that doesn't cost anything. It's all free. How does that work? Well, I wish it were, but any way you look at it, it's bad. First of all, on the $1.2 trillion bill, they're funding it with gimmicks. I alluded to it before, unused COVID funds and other means that are just not there. If the funding mechanism is not there, what happens? It goes on the $30 trillion national debt as we pile up these deficits. Then you look at their other bills. What do they want to do in the $3.5 trillion bloated bill? They want to raise taxes on hardworking Americans, on corporate taxes, on capital gains. That will destroy our economy. Capital, Mike, is going to go where it's treated 
fairly and treated smartly. And guess what? That's the United States of America right now. If they get through this bill and they let the radical left socialists put through this tax and spend plan, we will see capital leave. We will see investors pull out of the markets. It will be a disaster. Uh, unfortunately, the Democratic Party now is controlled by the radical left wing. And we see that every day on the social end, on the fiscal end, on the foreign policy end. America can't stand that. And let's face it, markets will react to this. It's wrong. And that's why we've got to stand up. I realize not everybody in America is as conservative as me, but we've just got to restore some fiscal and social common sense uh, to the American agenda. It has left us with the Biden administration. Chuck Fleischman, thank you for your time with us tonight. And for our audience, you're going to want to follow the congressman on social media. You can do that at Rep Chuck on Twitter. You also might want to follow along with Keith Bilbrey, our erstwhile announcer, as he tells you all the great stuff we got coming up tonight. Well, coming up, Huck's hero, Sheree Wooten. Later, the most puzzling magician you'll see, Stephen Brundy. Tonight, we celebrate season five of Huckabee. Mike, congratulations. The fifth season of your program already. I've enjoyed the times when I've been on there. And thank you for being such a great patriot. Hey, Governor, congratulations on five amazing years. It's been an honor to be on your show. Look forward to coming back for the next five. Hey, Gov, we love you. We love Janet. We love your family. Uh, we appreciate where you stand and that you, uh, you're the same guy off stage as you are on. I don't know whether that's good or bad. What do you think? That's, that's wonderful. That's yeah. good. He's a good guy. Yeah. Congratulations on your five years. Yeah. Happy fifth anniversary to All over the world, people are suffering from a wide array of devastating circumstances. Samaritan's Purse is on the ground right now all over the world, fearlessly reaching out to those in the most dire need with the hope of Christ. Now, they're going to be able to continue doing this work only because of people like you who come alongside them as the hands and feet of Jesus. I hope you'll consider visiting the Samaritan's Purse website are calling them today and giving generously to those in need. My own wife is down in South Louisiana working on a Samaritan's Purse work project, helping clean out 955 homes that have been totally devastated by the recent hurricane. She'll be there two weeks. And uh, gosh, I want you to help Samaritan's Purse so you can help her help those people down there. She loves being a volunteer for this great organization. You will love the investment and the help you will give. Thank you, and God bless you for what you're doing. Well, when my next guest's mother was facing a life-threatening battle with cancer, she thought of a pretty unique way to inspire her mother to keep up the fight. Her idea is now inspiring countless others to keep fighting the physical and emotional battles that are threatening them. That's why she's this week's Huck's Hero. The idea for my knockout gloves came from my mother's journey with cancer. I wanted to give my mom something that she could have as a daily reminder 
to keep fighting. The heartfelt messages that she read and had beside her every day was so inspiring to her. She told me that she would like for me to start a company and sell boxing gloves for others that were going through the same thing that she was going through. So we started my knockout and everything just fell into place after that. It means so much to me that these gloves have been so encouraging to others. They were truly what I needed to help knock out this terrible disease that tried to set up hold inside of me. I knew I was surrounded by my friends, my family, my coworkers who'd all sign me inspirational notes that kept me going in those hard, hard days. I received so many letters and pictures of people who have received the gloves and how much it means to them. There are so many stories I can tell you of the blessings that these gloves have been to so many. I know they've been a blessing to me, so gloves up, ready to fight. Please welcome the founder of My Knockout, Cherie Wooten. Great to have you here, Cherie. Thank you. This is such a cool idea, and it all started because when your mother was going through cancer, mm -hmm. you just casually said to her, Mom, you better put on your boxing gloves and be ready to fight. That's right. They told us when her cancer, if it came back, that it would come back with a vengeance and she would be in for a fight. So I couldn't be with her, you know, when she um, went for her first chemo treatment. She was in Atlanta. I was here in Nashville. So I told her, I said, Mama, you're going to have to fight. So she ended up in the hospital. So I went down and on the way down, I thought, I'm going to get her a pair of gloves because I wanted to give her something that she would have as a daily reminder. Uh, I couldn't be with her, yeah. but I wanted to be have something there to remind you know her that I was with her. Now you, through the organization, nonprofit, you have an opportunity that you can buy gloves and give to somebody who's fighting cancer, mm -hmm. and then write notes on the glove, mm -hmm. and then when you present them, they're reminded every day they got to fight this. That's right. So, I mean, thousands of people have ordered gloves, mm -hmm. and they're not just for cancer. They are, you know, you can, I've sold them for people who have COVID, who are fighting depression. Hmm. And Lord knows this, a lot of depression is going on right now with everything going on in the world. Um, wounded veterans. Um, I think one of the, the most touching stories to me was Bailey Moody, hmm. the little girl that was 10. And, and she was so determined that she was gonna, you know, beat this, her bone cancer. And so the, the wonderful thing about Bailey is that she loved her gloves so much. Her father told me she took them every time she had a treatment. She wouldn't uh, go to without, a, you know, without her gloves. And then she started buying them for other children in the hospital. And I just thought that was so touching. And, and here she is, you know, she's grown now and doing great things. Well, you're continuing to do great things. And by the way, you've given so many gloves to people our staff wants to do something for you. We want to give you a pair. Aww. And we've all signed them. And this says Huck's Hero. Aww. And Cherie, we want you to have these at our staff in great appreciation for all you do. Thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor to have you and hear your great story. Keith, I want you to tell the viewers, how can they help the My Knockout movement and get their own set of gloves? Well, to learn more about the My Knockout campaign and for all their social media links, visit myknockout.co.
next, laugh along with Mike's in case you missed it. Later, the magic of Stephen Brundage as we kick off season five of Huckabee. Hey, Gov. This is Jeff and Tammy. We just heard you uh, celebrating your fifth anniversary on the Huckabee Show. How cool is that? We just wanted to say uh, how much uh, we we love you and admire you, and um, I think that's enough sucking up, don't you think? <laughs> I think it is. Okay. Good luck, man. Hope you're around for another five years. God bless. Yes. God bless you, man. Bye bye. Hey, Governor, it's John Schneider. Congratulations on starting your fifth season of The Huckabee Show on TBN. And thanks for sharing the truth and freedom. Always. Bye. Congratulations, Mike, on going to the fifth season of Huckabee. No wonder it's a great success. A great guy, really smart, moral, and what a great sense of humor. Like I told you when we ran with each other. You made it possible to stay awake during those debates because of your great sense of humor. <laughs> well, God bless you. Hi, Mike. It's Nikki Haley from beautiful South Carolina. Congratulations on your fifth season to you and your staff. I will still say you have the coolest set of anybody I've ever seen. Enjoy the moment. I look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Wow, how appropriate to have the theme from Rocky after we've just been talking about boxing gloves. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Wow. By the way, speaking of cool, you know who's cool? Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. They are. They rock the house every single Have time, and they work. just did it again. Wow. They could do anything. 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 Wow. Oh, man. Did you hear him back of that meatloaf? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. absolutely incredible. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Could have been a rock star, really. I know. <laughs> Maybe There's still time. Yeah. There's still time. You know, Keith, uh, it's going to be fun because we've got some pretty cool things to talk about because from a joyride in a hearse to photobombing marine life, we got lots of things that we bet you'd like to avoid on In Case You Missed It. Well, there was a couple in the UK that were looking for a vacation vehicle when they found this, and they just had to buy it. It's a used hearse that someone had converted into a camper. <laughs> now, they've already taken it on a road trip through Scotland, probably singing, if a body meet the body or the way. <laughs> and they're just dying to take another trip in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? And they even gave its own Instagram account under the name, The Grim Sleeper. <laughs> How you like wow. that? I love that. You know, they say that a hearse makes a great camper, if you can just get past thinking about it and all the previous passengers. Yeah, that yeah. would be tough. By the way, it even has a built-in mattress. It's so comfy, you could rest for eternity on it. Oh, there's, a, there's an advertisement. I right think there. so. And it's in great shape, even though the warranty has expired. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Well, I keep, maybe could keep doing jokes like this all night, but why beat a dead hearse? <laughs> oh! Help me, help I, me. 
Keith, I knew that joke would kill. I knew it would. Let's move on. Why not? Now, this next story will really get your goat. There's a British writer named Thomas Thwaites. I got to learn to make that sound. Thwaites. That's very British, isn't it? Yes. Thomas Thwaites. He needed the vacation from the stresses of civilization. But we can all relate to that, except he put on prosthetic goat legs and spent three days living as a goat with all the real goats on a farm in the Alps. Oh, no. Why? He really goat? did this. He did, I don't know why. Let's hear your goat. Have you got a goat sound effect? <laughs> I don't know. I oh. don't, that's a sheep. He's, actually, he, he's written a book, and it's called Goat Man, How I Took a Holiday from Being a Human. I think he's still on holiday from that. Wow. I think he's been on holiday for, <laughs> yeah, for a long time. <laughs> now, you may say, bah, but he felt like a kid again. Oh, oh you hey, look, a role tonight. Man, I'm milking this for all it's worth, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the Waits called it a special kind of time, and he said that he would recommend being a goat, although the other goat said he struck them as kind of a butthead. Oh. It, Mulo. It's Mulo about the goat. It's, that you, may get Mulo edited out. Show. Very well may. <laughs> I may get edited out. One of you may have to host the show next week. Personally, I don't know how you'd go about becoming a goat, but if you want to be a sheep, it's real easy. Just watch CNN. Oh! Right? All right, finally, our viral photo of the week. Wendy Armstrong of Workington, England, took her baby daughter, Daisy, to an aquarium and snapped this amazing photo. Not only did a stingray photobomb her by honing into the picture, it also perfectly imitated Daisy's miserable expression. <laughs> I think they were both carping about being there. Carping. But the good thing is, think about that. I'm just glad the mom didn't flounder taking that picture. <laughs> and I wow. wonder if the stingray photobombed that baby on poipus. Oh. Hey, I guess I've stung you with enough bad puns, so we're going to end it right there. But remember that we read the news. So you don't have to. Next, magician Stephen Brundage and country music singer Jimmy Wayne, plus more season five surprises on Huckabee. Governor Huckabee, so proud to know you, so happy for your five seasons. You know I would have never lied to them. Love you dearly. Congrats, Deb. Five seasons and growing strong. Governor Mike Huckabee, you are hitting home runs with every single show. Keep it up. Hi, Governor Huckabee. I just want to congratulate you on five years. Amazing. That's like you're in your second term already. Hopefully we'll have multiple terms. And one thing we do know, there are no term limits for Governor Huckabee. You know what I love about Mike Huckabee? You get what you see. Honesty, trust, kindness, truth, all in prayer. That's so Mike Huckabee, Mike Huckabee, Mike Huckabee. Let me count the ways that I love you. I admire and like Mike Huckabee. I love Mike Huckabee because he celebrates truth, logic, 
And we the people, common sense, every time he opens that pretty little mouth of his. Plus, he's a great duck hunter, and he makes the greatest eggs Huckabee in the history of breakfast. From the Nugent family to the Mike Huckabee team and family, thank you, God bless, Godspeed, and salute. Happy hunting season, Mike. Carry on. And welcome back. You may have gotten the impression that we are starting season five. It is hard to believe we've been on the air for four years, but we have. This is the beginning of season five, and how wonderful is it to have these great people who have been with our show from time to time offer their congratulations. We're so very grateful for all of them. Let me introduce you to someone. Stephen Brundage is unlike any magician you have ever seen before. He's got some unique skills that have taken him all over the world and onto top TV shows like America's Got Talent and Penn and Teller Fool Us. By the way, he fooled them. So here to fool all of us, would you welcome the amazing Stephen Brundage. Stephen, great to Thank you. Here. Appreciate it. So you're going to... You're going to dazzle us, aren't you? Yeah, so we're going to try something with the Rubik's Cube first. Okay. Can you actually mix it up for me? Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to warm up. We're going to go for a quick challenge. How fast should I solve the Rubik's Cube anytime you want? Really? Now, this is, I mean, this is truly a Rubik's Cube because I'm goofing around with it That's here. That's perfect. Yeah. And quick time, how fast? Give me a number. Uh, 30 seconds. That's reasonable. How about 20. 20 seconds? 20. Yeah, we'll go for 20. When I say go, can everyone count to 24? I think that's great. We'll, okay. Let's count down 20 down to 1, okay? okay? When I say go, ready, set, and go. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like 12 seconds, give or take. Thank you. It only took you 12 seconds. But it's not really magic. What is it? Well, it was magic to me is what it was. It, it, it's just skill, right? Now, I asked the girl one show what skills it takes to solve a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And she said loneliness. <laughs> and that, that hurt inside. I but bet that really hurt. I'm going to show you the yeah. magic part with the Rubik's Cube. Okay. We're going to mix it up. All right. All right. Now, you could guess how this part works, but not yet. We're going to go really slow. I want you to watch all six sides of the Rubik's Cube. We're going to go mix up one-handed in the bag. Maybe you could guess how this works, but not yet. Watch. Mixed. Less than a second. Completely solved. Whoa. And I'm sitting Now here. you're staring at the bag, though. Yeah. 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 You want it to... No, I'll, I'll prove. The bag is totally empty, though. It <laughs> is. It's an empty bag. But double check. Open up the bag for me. Okay. That's crazy. Now, this is the craziest part of the entire show. Uh, I, I'll solve the Rubik's without even touching it for me. Open it up for me all the way. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was about to pop it. All right, now, we're going to take it mixed up. We're going to drop it in the bag. Now, one of my magic teachers actually taught me this. Watch, is that totally mixed up in the bag? Totally mixed we'll show up. show the camera, yes, too. You guys see that? Still mixed yep. up in the bag. Watch. Totally mixed yep. without even touching it. Totally okay. mixed. Watch close. Back to solved. You think so? Yeah, I've done it. It's magic. <laughs> you don't trust me. Watch. When the Rubik's Cube is solved, if I snap again, it goes from completely solved back to mixed up. No. Right? Hey, you know what, Keith? I think I no. can do that trick. Yeah, I can do that one. You don't yeah. really try. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll prove it. I'll prove All it. Right. Totally mixed. Totally mixed. Mixed. Yep. Solved. Unsolved. 
It's, it's messed up. Yeah. So, <laughs> you won't trust unless you'll see it. Watch, look inside there, that should be one completely solved Rubik's Cube. That one is, that. whoa. <laughs> and I just saw this. Now, is it true that you got out of a speeding ticket one time because of that Rubik's Cube? I've done it maybe four or five times. I don't want to press my luck anymore, though. Because everybody wants one of those Rubik's Cubes if they think you can get them out of his. How did that work? I mean, how did that even happen? You're, you just be, you know, it's being genuine, I would say. So I pull up you know? to your car and I say, um, I see your license and your registration. <laughs> and you show me that. Well, no, you, you leave it strategically placed in the dashboard. Oh, I see. Yeah. And he says, what is that? And what then, are you doing? And then you start doing magic. Simple. And they're so impressed that they just say, here, forget the speeding ticket. Let me take a picture with you. So, something like that, I yeah. bet you got more yeah. stuff to show me. Now this time, we're gonna make you the magician. Is that okay? Be sweet. Have I'd you ever, have you ever channeled magic before? Uh, no. Perfect, we're gonna let you channel magic. Hold out your finger for me. This one? Like that, you feel it? I do. Perfect, so now you're the magician, Governor. We're gonna mix it up. I'm gonna take it mixed up. I'm actually gonna throw it right to your hand. When you catch it, it's back to solved. You think? You ready? Absolutely. Okay. We're gonna go mixed up one hand and behind my back into your hand. Watch it close, right. completely mixed up. <laughs> mixed up one-handed behind my back. When you actually catch it, Hold it high in the air, let him show it to them. How'd you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all put back together. Hey, I wouldn't give you a speeding ticket either if all I right. were a cop. I'd... Now, we're going to take all the sleight of hand out this time. So we're okay. going to mix it up. This time, no sleight of hand. We're going to use real magic. Watch. Okay. I want you guys to watch all six sides of the roof. So this time, less than a second. Watch that close. Mix. Less than a second. I don't, I mean, I'm standing there <laughs> watching this, and I don't know how that happened. I really do not. That's now, pretty awesome. Thank you, appreciate it. Now, magic, magic always gets better when it happens in your hands. So we're gonna make, one more time, hold out your hand for me. Okay. I want you to watch all six sides of the roof. Everybody watch the bottom of the cube. Hold out your left hand, actually. Oh, okay. Watch. Just like that. Your job is to guard the Rubik's Cube. Can you do that? Absolutely. Perfect. If I I'm reach totally for the cube, capable. you could actually slap my hand if you want. If I reach, you could slap. Go yeah. Ahead. You're protecting it, though. I, I trust that. Oh, of course. <laughs> and um, we're gonna create the illusion of free will, okay? Okay. I'm gonna go through all the cards. You have 52 different choices. Uh -huh. uh, any card you want that you can actually see in the deck. When you okay. see one that you like, just name a card out loud that you could see. Name one out loud. Five of uh, spades. Five of spades, right there. Yeah, a very, it. very important question. Have I actually touched that Rubik's Cube since I gave it to you? Yes or no? You have not. And what card do you name after all 52 cards? Five of five spades. Five of spades. Everybody yeah. watch that five of spades nice and close. You just tore up your card. Watch. I'm gonna get that tiny little corner piece to actually completely disappear from my hand. Uh-huh. It's gonna travel in there. It's actually underneath the Rubik's Cube in your hand. No way. Right. Can I look? Yeah, but not yet, not yet. Oh. <laughs> Even better yet, no, 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 better yet. It's actually, it's inside the Rubik's Cube. Can you just pinch that for me? We're gonna go as slowly as possible. Watch, hands empty. If I actually pop off a little piece of that Rubik's Cube, inside that tiny little piece, everyone should notice a tiny little corner piece. Take it to unfold it. Is that the five of spades, the one card that you Let's said? Let's take a look at this. What does that look like? It looks like the five <laughs> of spades. But Let's see if it fits. Make sure it fits fiber for fiber. Is that the same exact corner piece that we just ripped off? It is yes exactly no? that corner. Perfectly, there it is. <laughs> That's pretty slick, Steve. Thank you. Fantastic. Hey, it is great having you here. I don't know how in the world you did that. I never will because I'm not that smart. But I know this. 
You can find everything you need to know about Stephen when you visit his website, stephenbrundagemagic.com. I hope you'll follow him on social media. What a cool guy to have with us. Now, Keith Bilbrey cannot do a Rubik's Cube, but he's not puzzled at all about what we have coming up. He's going to tell us about it, like, right about now. Sounds good to me. Coming up, a foster kid who became a best-selling author and music star. It's Jimmy Wayne. Four season five Huckabee celebration is coming up. Congratulations for another great season of the Huckabee Show. I love arguing with Governor Huckabee. He asks the best questions. He allows me to answer. We disagree, but we always disagree civilly. Good luck. Governor Huckabee Franklin Graham here. Congratulations on five seasons there at TBN. You've done an incredible job. God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. Look forward to seeing you next year. What do I love about Governor Huckabee? Hmm. Kind of easy. I love everything about Governor Huckabee. And I want to wish you, Governor, a very, very, very successful brand new season. You're starting to get good at this. Congratulations on five seasons of The Huckabee Show. You've created a forum of warmth and of substance, and I know that Huckabee is going to continue to be an important part of the national debate for many years to come. Your record that you set as governor of Arkansas, though, I must warn you, it's about to be shattered by a woman by the name of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, and anyway, we're, I know you're proud of her as well. We're proud of you. We're also thankful every time you come on our show. Congratulations, five years, great success. You're a great friend, you're a great American and a true patriot, and we wish you all the best. Welcome back. Jimmy Wayne is a former foster kid who became an award-winning country music star and a two-time New York Times best-selling author. Jimmy's stories and songs really highlight his mission, and that's to raise awareness for children who are in foster care. His latest single, it is amazing. It's called Kerosene Kid. It's a song that really does get to the heart. Would you please welcome Jimmy Wayne. Thank you. Great having you. Thank you very much for having me back. You have such a wonderful personal story of overcoming a lot of things as a kid, going through the foster uh, child experience, but it didn't make you bitter. It left you with a sense of, of desire. This song that, uh, that you've written and that you're now putting out there for all of us to buy, absolutely amazing, called Kerosene Kid. What is Kerosene Kid about? <laughs> Well, a friend of mine, Mike McBride, was talking about his circumstances growing up, and we compared our stories, and um, he said something that caught my ear. He said, you know, in school, they would call me kerosene kid because he would smell like kerosene because his mom, single parent, heated with a kerosene heater in a camper. I mean, they were so poor, um, they ran a drop cord from the neighbor's trailer into their camper trailer, and it was like five of them living in this little camper trailer trailer with a kerosene heater. And um, we heated with a kerosene heater. My mom's single parent. Mm -hmm. And and when you 
uh, heat with that, you may not smell. You you may not smell the kerosene on you, on yourself. But when you go to school, you know that other kids do. But um, I thought, wow, man, that's a great song title, and uh, wrote the song, and I, I wanted it to not be sappy. Yeah, I wanted it to be uplifting. And um, because it truly is not where we've been, it's where we're going. There's something else that has happened. A mural from your native state of North Carolina uh, has, has been now placed in your hometown of Kings Mountain, North Carolina. They're doing that in honor of many artists. That must have been a cool thing. It was, it was very shocking, to say the least. The, uh, the mayor, um, Mayor Neisler there, uh, Scott Neisler, called me, and he and the uh, events coordinator, Angela Paget, said, um, we want to commission uh, Scott Nurkin, which is the muralist, to put a, a mural on the historical Joy Theater. Theater, And that, that was so shocking to me. But here's what really shocked me was the response from the community. Mm -hmm. I, I thought, man, I wonder what they're going to think about putting my face on a historical <laughs> building. You know, um, the amount of support has just been so amazing. I haven't heard one negative comment. Everybody's just like, man, congratulations. It's really, really exciting to get that kind of support from your hometown. That, I know, makes you feel good. It but, does. you know, you deserve that. People look at you and they say, it's great to see a kid who lived here and he's done well with his yeah. life. He's working hard and he's making it. And I think there's a celebration. You know what, Governor? Um, the, the, the Bible starts with God working and he made us in his image. We may not know what he looks like, but we know what he did, and he worked, so he expects us to work. And that's what I want people to see when they see that mural is not just a picture of me, you know. I want them to see what God has done in my life, like he brought me from there to here, but he expected me to work and not expect a free handout. Hmm. And so I worked hard, and I had help from a lot of people, school teachers, guidance counselors, but they all expected me to work because I couldn't have made it here without them, but I know for sure I couldn't have made it here had I not worked. We might need you to go to every school in America and tell that story <laughs> because it's the truth and we just love having you. I want our audience to get a copy of Kerosene Kid. I truly do. You're going to love it. We're going to perform it in a moment. Keith Bilbrey will tell you how to get the song. Well, you can get Jimmy Wayne's Kerosene Kid everywhere music is sold and streamed. Now, for more information about all his great music, go to JimmyWayne.com. Jimmy Wayne performs next, so don't go away. Hello, Terry Fader and Winston the Impersonating Turtle here saying congratulations on starting season five of your show, Governor Huckabee. Yes, congratulations. That's quite a feat. We just wanted to know how proud we are and we love you. I love you more. As both friend and fan, Sandy and I are not at all surprised that you're moving into a fifth year. Governor, you're the best. Oh, congratulations. Aloha, Governor Huckabee. Congratulations on season five. I appreciate you and your love for our country. Best wishes, and I look forward to talking again soon. After the show, go to Huckabee.tv for a digital exclusive performance of his song, Paper Angels. 
Now, here to perform Kerosene Kid with Trey Corley in the Music City Connection and Mike on bass is Jimmy Wayne. <laughs> Stand. 